1: It's
0: winds ah, ah, ah. Hey everyone, how you doing out there? I'm doing pretty well. I'm in a decent frame of mind. I had a bit of a dip last night, but I had a really, really good day the day before. So I'll tell you all about that in an upcoming episode. I wanted to make sure to get this episode out this morning because my guest on this episode of Live From Lockdown, The Vixen, has a fabulous online drag show. It's Black Girl Magic The House Down which is available on twitch.tv slash blackgirlmagic. There's a link in this episode description. And uh, if you can't find it through there, just Google it. I'm sure you'll be able to find it because you know what? I believe in you. So more lockdown feelings coming and Land Insider Part 2 coming very soon as well. That was about to be finished the other night, but then um, Donald Trump had his press briefing. So that kind of paused everything else for a little while. The Vixen and I get into that whole mess. And before we get into my chat with the Vixen, just want to remind everyone that this uh, series is brought to you exclusively by Hot Dog Club. Oh, who is that? That's right. It's Hot Dog Club. And where can you find them? You can find them at patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. And guess what? Find them there and you can join them there. That's right. See which reward tier works right for you. Pick one and go for it. Right? Because you know what, baby? You deserve it. So, more soon. But... To quote Marty DeBergi from the beginning of Spinal Tap, Hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Hey there. Hello, hello. How are you?
2: Good. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. Good. How's your quarantining going?
2: Not bad. Not bad. I think I'm having more fun than most people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you, you like to hole up in your place like I do, right? And just get some salmon and then just you're fine. (laughs)
2: Yeah, as long as I have a project to work on or something. But I'm actually in uh, Louisiana with my mom, because I figured it would be better not to be alone for a month.
0: Right, right. So that must have been a, a tricky decision to make. Or maybe not. Maybe it was a pretty easy one.
2: Well, I actually I thought at first that I would be coming down here for just a few days and then once they like announced how serious everything was going to be it was like okay well do I want to go back to Chicago or do I want to enjoy the 80 degree weather here for a month? <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, Louisiana has been hit really really hard, right?
2: Yes, yeah, that's the that's the one concern. But um luckily, you know, my mom has a big house so we've been uh you know, I've had all of my drag shipped down here, so I've been pretty much not leaving the house unless we absolutely need to go to the grocery store or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I've just been working on drag projects. You know, there's a ton of uh, web shows, like the one that I'm doing tomorrow. That's right. Now, and, <laughs> so, and,
0: and where can people find that? Because it's a fabulous collection of uh, talent, and uh, I'm very excited for it. So do you want to tell the folks all about it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on twitch.tv slash black girl magic drag and that way at 8pm central you can watch black girl magic the house down (laughs) (laughs) my my favorite thing to say is we would have crowded the house down boots but you're not going anywhere so take your shoes off (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's great and there's a huge amount of of, uh, performers right
2: yeah it's really cool I I always do big shows now because I I hate saying no to any of the girls (laughs) so this this one is a lot easier because we don't have to worry about, you know, the runtime or like a uh, last call or anything. Oh, far. sure. So, yeah. So this one's going to be almost just under three hours, I think, but it's going to be really fun. Oh, amazing. Um, and I've I've already got to see, because we're doing a pre-recorded show, so I've already got to see some of the performances. And everybody's like really bringing their A-game. The cool yeah. thing about... um cool thing about being locked up in the house is you get to be very creative. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, you know, it's a horrible time, but there's things that we got to find the, like we have to find the silver lining, if you will. Yeah. Make the good out of this terrible situation. And like for me, I've been doing a show every day and I've, like you said, if you're, if you're busy, then it's all right. Like I find the, the focus and the busyness and also the, the ability to connect with the uh, listeners writing in, sharing how they're feeling during this time, etc., has been really therapeutic for me as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Getting to for me, getting to focus on drag because I am like I make so much of my stuff. So having all of this free time to do that and you know, usually like before the quarantine, it's like, Okay, I wanna stay at home and work on a million things (laughs) but I can't because I have to have to go to this gig or I have to do that or just, uh, also just the weight lifted off your shoulder is like, you don't have to feel like you're in the rat race of like, I got to get this booking. I got to get that booking. Sure. It's like, it's like everybody's staying at home. You don't have to feel bad about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, listen. That, it's, that's the best attitude to have too. just sort of like, you know, it's an enforced thing. There's nothing we can do about it. So all that we can do is, um, do the best we can, you know, to keep ourselves occupied and then to, to do for others when you can and, and all of that. Yeah. And I, I'm excited about the show as well because I really loved the one you did at Precinct. And Thank uh, you. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. And, um, of course, was looking forward to another one. Didn't know when and then when everything, you know, was put on pause. There was a strange little while, too, where you just felt like, I mean, some digital stuff was announced pretty quickly, like, but uh, you know, it didn't seem like it was going to happen or something. Like, because everything seems so bizarre, you know, like everything yeah. getting canceled, even going to shows and everything.
2: Yeah, it was very. Um, it was hard to know, like, how serious to take things for a while. It was like, am I overreacting or am I underreacting? Like-
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, are you more of an overreactor? Because I found that. Or not overreacting. I should put that in air quotes, but because I got back from London about maybe ten days to twelve days before, it's it sort of like it was like everyone was like, "Oh my god, the shit's real." Because I was afraid of flying uh, from London because I was ill during my stay there, so I was kind of more freaked out already. Uh, by mm-hmm. that and and then just like counting the days after I got back from the flight, going like, okay, it's day day twelve. So so far so good, you know that kind of thing. Great, right, yeah. And and then um, I remember the first time I was disinfecting the boxes and bags and my groceries in my kitchen going okay look i might be going down this howard hughes rabbit hole and I'll, <laughs> hopefully i'll be able to you know pull myself out because it wasn't like the, the the done thing then i just remember thinking like oh we're okay we're do we're there now we're there now and mentally yeah <laughs>
2: yeah it's like right it's like okay at what point is this like overkill and what <laughs> point is this like necessary precautions
0: right exactly like Me. yeah
2: like, I don't um, – like, the face mask thing for me, like, those always trigger memories of, like, the SARS outbreak and stuff like that. And I always felt that they were just, like, a little racist. Like, the face mask thing uh-huh. just doesn't it, – it feels a little um, pointed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. There's just too much baggage.
2: Yeah, it's too much baggage. So, I was very – I've only gone to the grocery store with one on once, and I just – I felt very uncomfortable because I felt like – if someone saw me and they weren't wearing the mask and that made them feel extra uncomfortable and it's just, uh, it's triggering for everybody in some way.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, that's really true because, uh, even, um, old anxieties or old, um, neuroses or whatever that maybe all of us have or, you know, individuals have that have been sort of handled. Definitely. I feel like it's like a lot of progress has been pulled back from that just because when we go into sort of survival mode or whatever I yeah think it, you know i think it uh, definitely uh triggers a lot of things and there's a lot of tripwires and and one that you mentioned i and i wanted to talk to you about specifically was the racial uh, aspect of the crisis in particular how it's uh, affecting uh new orleans
2: yeah definitely i think um you know new orleans is a location that's predominantly black and You know, there's a lot of uh, people who don't have a lot of money and you know, and so those are the kind of places that don't receive a lot of care and like the census is coming up. So it's very important for people to be filling out their census because those are the things that get us funding in areas that need it the most. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure like for the people in New Orleans, I'm like, my family's from here, like legacy wise, but my mom just moved back down here two years ago. Oh, right, right. Uh, But I'm sure the people of New Orleans, all of this kind of, like, government occupation has got to be very (laughs) triggering after Katrina and everything. Oh,
0: certainly, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a tough time. And it's weird because I really don't see a lot of people. I've been in the house, and my favorite thing about the people of New Orleans is the accent. And I was hoping that if I was going to be here for this long, that I would pick up a little bit of a (laughs) drawl, but... I haven't seen anyone to really practice with. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's like a Zoom call that you could put in just for just for accent acquisition.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most charm it's the most charming draw, I think. It's very,
0: very cute. <laughs> it is and, and it's particularly bizarre to think about this uh, whole thing in terms of the way it affects the social interaction of everywhere. But New Orleans is a particularly social place.
2: Yeah, I think the reason that uh, everyone was so caught off guard by the outbreaks here was because of Mardi Gras.
0: Right, right. Which
2: is such a largely attended event that happened here around Fat Tuesday. And that was really at the peak of everybody, like kind of transmitting. And then the gestation period for uh, COVID, I guess, is about two weeks. So, two weeks after Mardi Gras, all of a sudden there was just this big outbreak of patients. Right. So. It's a it's a no brainer, but it's a, it's unfortunate for <laughs> sure.
0: Because in retrospect, it can seem like, well, what was everyone thinking? Why I remember seeing an article, uh, something about like people being foolish for going to Mardi Gras. But at the time, Mardi Gras happened. You know, there was uh, some stuff in the news, but like, unless, yeah, it wasn't
2: you know... it wasn't um, it wasn't as urgent. You know, like we used to have different types of. Amber alerts for these kind of things. And we, we weren't at code red yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Unfortunately, you know, the, uh, I remember the fear-based rating system, the color codes and all that during George W. Bush's administration. And it kind of would have been helpful if we had something in place. Uh Oh, right. We did have something in place that would maybe help us prevent all this stuff. But then Donald Trump came into the White House and uh, disemboweled the uh, organization, that was uh, put in place, I think, by Obama, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, we had a pandemic system and a panel that was ready to handle these sorts of things. But uh, old orange face didn't think <laughs> it was quite, <laughs> didn't think it was. Maybe we should just go off the color of his face to see how much trouble we're in. <laughs> oh, uh, you
0: know, that's a really good idea because based on his press briefing yesterday, we're kind of in trouble. But just based on his complexion, his overall yeah. demeanor, uh, did you happen to catch any of that?
2: Oh, I did. I saw. I enjoyed the bit where the he mentioned that he had total control, and the <laughs> journalist, the journalist, was basically like, "Bitch, where?"
0: <laughs> that is my favorite part. I'm definitely playing that in the show. I was dying with that, and I got to find out that woman's name because she's just yeah. as, as amazing as Paula Reed. She's
2: a hero. She is. Yeah. She, a, yeah. she was like, "Who told you? That? Who told I, you that?" Can
0: you imagine? Like, uh, we're in a situation where someone has to ask the president, "Who told you that?"
1: A quick question on something you just said. You said when someone is president of the United States, their authority is total. That is not true. Who, who Okay. Told you so you that? know what we're going to do? We're going to write up papers on this. It's not going to be necessary, because the governors need us one way or the other. Because ultimately. It comes with the federal government. That being said, we're getting along very well with the governors, and I feel very certain that uh, there won't be a problem. Has yeah, please, governor, go ahead. Has any governor agreed that you have the authority to decide when their state has I haven't asked America. anybody. Because they no don't, you know why? Because I don't have
0: to. Go ahead, please. But
1: who told you the president has the total authority?
0: Enough.
2: Yeah. It's incredible Like where did you get this mince information Like
0: yeah <laughs> And his response and was wild She
2: basically was saying She was saying I'm, I don't blame you But whoever told that to you Needs <laughs> right, to <me."
0: laughs> Like listen We know that you're too dumb To kind of understand right. any of this So like who Like it's almost like holding his hand Like now you can tell me Who told you yeah. that Yeah <laughs>
2: I'm I'm your friend. I just want to know who lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Who's the bad man? We'll we'll get this yeah. bad man out of here. I know it wasn't Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony tells us the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then t- Tony, uh, which is so funny. I find it so funny when uh, Trump refers to people by their first name for some reason, as if he's familiar with them. I was just
2: saying that to my mom that calling that Doctor Tony is so disrespectful. <laughs> you One, he is. you know. One, not only this, is he, you know, a civil servant and has a last name, but he is also a doctor. Yes. So it's very disrespectful to call him Tony. My name is Tony, and I don't like a lot of people calling him Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if they were like, hey, Dr. Tony, you go, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I, that's fine. I'll go with that.
2: Right. Put some respect on it, at least. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, people, uh, some people gave uh, uh, Dr. Fauci... Uh, or Tony, a lot of shit about <laughs> what he said, which they a lot of people thought was backpedaling. I saw it as him basically just doing whatever it takes to make sure that the country is as protected as possible, because if Trump was to let him go, like, who would be minding the which shop? He can't. <laughs> no, he yeah. yeah, right, no, exactly. Can you imagine if he did that, if he's like, well, we fired Tony, and like, that would just, I mean, you never know, though, because what, with the reaction being so intensely negative, who knows yeah. what his next uh, sort of uh, prank or stunt is going to be to try to you know whip people into some kind of frenzy because that fucking promo video that he played at the press thing was was uh jaw dropping
2: yeah he's um he's clearly more focused on covering his own ass and looking like he did everything right than actually doing everything right <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> right it's just that simple shift if you could just make that shift then it would be okay yeah, I love, too, that he pointed to uh, clips of governors who looked like they were at, in, uh, in a hostage video saying that he <laughs> had done a good job. Just because if you don't say yes, the, basically all they were saying in those clips was like, uh, well, yes, uh, Donald Trump uh, approved, or they have to say Mr. President or whatever. The president approved yeah. our request, like simple requests, like for federal aid. It, it's interesting also how if, if every comment to him about his performance isn't actually a, a fawning compliment... He takes it as an insult and reacts so horribly, whereas Obama was treated horribly all the time. And
2: had to answer everything with so much grace, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Another glaring disparity between the two men's disposition.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think um, last, maybe two weeks ago, time is irrelevant at this point but uh, <laughs> a
0: bunch of sleeps ago at some point maybe yeah many yeah.
2: sleeps ago <laughs> not enough sleeps but many um <laughs> there was a reporter who asked him a hard-hitting question i guess he would take it and he responded well that's just a nasty question no it's it's a legitimate <laughs> question and you need to answer <laughs> like
0: the other one that gets me is, you, that's very mean
2: right like how it's mean of me to do my due diligence and ask you the questions that the people want
0: to know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I know. It's, it's very cruel. It's very cruel. I especially love when that, um, when the Paula Reed in the front row w- just would not let him off on that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, she even pissed Tony off, which is, that's okay. <laughs> I don't mind that though because, you know, good for her. And, because uh, you, you have to ask that question, were you basically coerced into saying this? In
1: this interview, you said there was pushback. Yeah. Where did that pushback come no, from? No, it wasn't,
2: that was the wrong choice of words. You know what it was when people discuss not necessarily in front of the president. When people discuss, they say, well, you know, this is going to have maybe a harmful effect on this or on that. So it was a poor choice of words. There wasn't anybody saying, no, you shouldn't do that.
1: Are you doing this voluntarily? Or no, the I'm doing it. I,
2: everything I do is voluntarily, please. Don't even imply that. God bless the reporters that are brave enough to stand literally in the face of evil and still say what needs to be said, you know? Like, right? Those are the people who... Um, are really doing God's work because if everybody else who doesn't ask these questions that are so obvious are being complacent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: And complacency is just as bad as the... Evildoers themselves, if we want to use some yeah, of the phrases. It's, like, you...
2: <laughs> it's like it's almost like being in cahoots with them. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna announce something awful, but I need you to react to it as if it's normal, so that the American people will react to it that it's normal. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs>
0: right, right. <laughs> I also liked how he was citing the news organizations printing some version of some fake statistic that he had as if that would make it real, and then saying, Well, the news is fake though, so you can't trust it. Some crazy uh, gaslighting shit happening. Yeah,
2: all around. We have to be free thinkers in that way, and you know that's why I've never apologized for being the type of person who calls
0: bullshit out when I hear it. <laughs> no, right, exactly. I mean that that's uh, very much your thing. And I was wondering also what you thought of the way that the press, in some areas, has handled the impact of COVID nineteen on the African American community in sort of the way that it seems like they're chiding the community.
2: I think it's interesting because to say that like even when the president said that the African American community is some of the worst affected by it, it's like right. well no shit because we've always been you know, we've always been the worst affected by everything in this country. It's like, yeah, we're also the worst affected by diabetes, the worst affected by you know, you you pick it and um, so I think What's more insidious is, why did you bring it up now? Why today do you want to focus on this? Right. When, yeah. What's your agenda in getting the African-American community up in a tizzy about it today <laughs> when you didn't want to talk about it yesterday or the day before?
0: <laughs> yeah, he seemed awfully disinterested beforehand.
2: Yeah, but when it was a ploy to distract and get the media... You know, give them something else to chew on for a couple of days. That's what happens.
0: Exactly. And also his technique of trying to appear sympathetic, which when you're a narcissist, so hardcore narcissist like him, it's very difficult to appear sincere. <laughs> <'Cause>,
2: <laughs> because even to yourself, it's an act.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like you're not buying your own bullshit. That's very difficult. Yeah. If you're going to bullshit, like just, you know, sell it.
2: You, you have to convince yourself
0: first. <laughs> Also, the way he even uh, brought up the whole issue is like this weird. He just kept repeating, "I I don't know why I don't like it," and uh, but like the black community, it's it's much worse with them. Like it just that's he was saying it in such a like a borderline like totally wild offensive way too. It was yeah, yeah.
2: and it's like honestly. We don't know where the comma was on his page, he could, <laughs> but he could have been saying, I don't know why, I don't like it, the black community. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. I oh, think that's great. When he was- he might have just been saying that he doesn't like the black community.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. And but yet, because of his almost Christopher Walken-like way, to uh, shift the oh, emphasis absolutely. in the sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like if he was just a stand-up comic and talking about anything else, he might be like, "This guy's got an interesting rhythm," you know. But uh, yeah. the other thing is, I noticed that his body language, which uh, a friend of mine said, could indicate some a form of dementia. I'm not sure what, which one, but apparently there's some kind of body language things that indicates some kind of uh, mental distress but i mean he's like he's just like made up of red flags in terms of you know potential signs of mental distress, but he always looks like he's playing charades, and his clue is house with detached garage because his hands his hands make this shape right It looks like the I roof know of a exactly house. what yeah. you mean. <laughs> and then he's pointing to the side of the house, yeah, it's <laughs>
2: oh my gosh yeah it's um and he always kind of like plays to the room as if it's like. Like he, like he is a stand-up comedian in a small bar, and he's like, huh. "Nice to see you, folks." You know, <laughs> oh you know, my god, it's yeah, be he here today in sunny color. Oh, I'm Washington, sunny Washington. It's
0: it's great to be back at Haha's and I just want to tell yeah. you that we have the most fabulous lineup for you tonight. The best comedians, the best waitresses. Best, so the yeah, <laughs> best waitresses. Yeah, it's
2: very it's very small lounge <laughs> uh, comedian.
0: Yeah, like sleazy, but not the good kind.
2: Yeah. It's like the, the Long Island is $6. It's so <laughs>
0: right. Like... <laughs> right, and it's jumbo, and it's probably like that, that below-the-shelf stuff that you don't want to ever look yeah. at the, the label.
2: It's mostly Cola.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird being being compelled to watch the entire press briefing because I try to not take in uh, as much of his nonsense on a daily basis as possible, but then you have to stay informed. So I'm wondering what your balance for taking on the news is and then self care is
2: one i pretty much don't watch the news i if if something is horribly important i feel like it'll get to me <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: that's a, you know it's a fair point yeah
2: um i try not to watch the news especially like commercials and things like that or I, I if i do watch the news i watch it with a um with a grain of salt and i'm always questioning why they're showing me whatever they're showing me
0: yeah know, no and, true
2: um because you know everybody has an agenda and you have to Be mindful of that,
0: and so. And then it sometimes leads to uh, the notion, which is you know very uh, accurate in its philosophy of well, you have to sort of take on or take in a few different viewpoints in terms of uh, the channels that you watch or the sources that you read from. But I find that that is uh, wildly depressing or infuriating to me because I really can't uh, look at Fox News as anything other than a fantasy uh, operation and um hmm. CNN and CNBC like and, and that fine maybe i'm biased or whatever or they're biased and i like their bias whatever the fuck you know <laughs> some some analyst would like to say but for me i like look at the CNN splash page and then i sort of go okay i'll read this one it's hard to stay away from the all trump's bits and skits
2: today was probably the first day that i ever retweeted something even with his image involved and that was him having his ass handed to him by that reporter so (laughs) oh yeah
0: oh that's a that's a golden uh nugget there that's a classic i can't wait i'm gonna post a clip of the who told you that because i just yeah i was calling people being like did you see that like this I was like it's the most it's the craziest thing i've ever seen the other thing i noticed is um when when tony uh comes up to the podium he he clasps his hands on the on the podium and this is the level of thinking now i just go "Ooh, don't do that trump's hands were all over that Ew, yeah yeah <laughs>
2: i was thinking how he's just like white knuckling it like he's just oh, like i God. just gotta get through this next five minutes
0: <laughs> you know what fair point and i understand that that'll override even uh, the most um aware doctor i think in the world yeah. Which, yeah i believe he is he is he's gripping that he's almost gritting his teeth
2: yeah and um the last that last press conference he definitely seemed like how you said like he's just trying to make the best of the situation trump <laughs> can't get rid of him he yeah. wants to do what's right for the american people so he's just trying to play nice because i'm sure he's probably been threatened or something at this point he's like i might not be able to fire you but i can make your life a living hell That's So right.
0: Or like he won't be invited to the press conference and then there's no one there to, you know, sort of balance things out. Uh, Fauci must be exhausted just because of the mental hopscotch you have to play with the psychopath like this in order to somehow he slides in the facts when they bring him up to the podium. But he has to contradict Trump in a way that Trump either won't notice Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I loved right after they played the video, and I can't remember the reporter's name, but he goes, that's the first time anyone's ever played a video in this room. And he takes it as a compliment. (laughs) He's like, oh, there's lots of great clips, hundreds of clips. We got better clips than this. I mean, this is fine, but we have better ones. And then then when the guy keeps needling them, and then he's slowly dawning on him that they're not buying it.
2: Yeah, he's like... You don't play videos in this room because you're supposed to be able to deliver a coherent
0: speech here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, yeah, the, the coherency of what he's saying. When, when the woman says, uh, who told you that, he says something insane like, uh, well, we're going to be filing papers on that soon, and it, we, we won't need to, and it'll be fine.
1: That is not true. Who,
0: who okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to write up papers on this. It's
1: not going to be necessary because the governors need us one way or the other because ultimately... It comes with the federal government.
2: But he was basically saying, like, if I don't have total control, I'll file something to get me total control. <laughs> like, no, true. You wait and see.
0: No, that's true. I think I was trying to not um, comprehend the scariness of that.
2: Yeah, it's, it was pretty scary. Even the way that he goes, you know, um, he, he was, was coming unhinged with her, basically. Is, is <laughs> yeah. Because she goes, has any uh, governor ever told you that you have total control? He's like, I didn't ask them. You know why? Because I don't need to. (laughs) That was
0: was villain level. That was a threat. (laughs) It's like when you're four seats away from a really rotten guy on a date or out with his wife. And you're just like, oh, that guy's awful
2: it's like if he if he had any magical powers he would have silenced her some oh my god at that point. <laughs> imagine
0: if he had them but he was keeping them in reserve for just this press briefing he for would have he, he would have shot her with like a, a finger laser
2: I'm telling you I hope he hasn't seen Endgame yet because he will go searching for stars
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that he's consulting at least one or two like uh, like lords of the dark arts or something whatever they call them in Harry oh
2: Potter. yeah I'm sure there's tons of grand wizards in his
0: uh... <laughs> oh that's right
2: yeah for sure <laughs>
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> well, this
2: was a good roast,
0: yeah. Yeah, certainly. Let's talk more about your show and all of the fabulous performers that are in it.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm very excited for it. It's uh um very nice to be able to just call in a favor and know that everybody's home
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, hey, you didn't get back to me, so I know you weren't out right, yeah.
2: Right. I see that you're live
0: tweeting, so you must be
2: available <laughs> Especially for the if so, show
0: And it. you were t- tweeting about being so bored, so I'm not sure. I'm trying to help you here. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm doing you a favor at this point, yeah. <laughs> but no, we've got a really cool lineup. We've got Aja, we've got Monique, we've got Shea Coulee, we've got Jada Essence Hall, we've yeah. got um, our girls from Dragula, uh, Maxi Glamour is going to be there, oh, and then we have... Um, you
0: say, how sad? No, no, I said, oh, fab. <laughs> Can you imagine the nerve? I, mean, if I, was, I was like, excited. oh, that's so Maxine. sad. <laughs> Max is everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that's a good uh, idea. I'll do that when I'm talking to someone else about uh, another drag show. I'll be like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my <a> condolences. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Um, and then from Drag Race UK, we have Vinegar Strokes, who I'm very excited to finally do something with.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Vinegar's never... fantastic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I haven't uh, gotten to work with her, you know, <laughs> across the pond. So I don't really get a <laughs> lot of interaction. So it was good to work with some girls. And then even the cool thing about doing this web show kind of thing, and I hope it sticks even after the quarantine, is you get to work with people who maybe can't come to your city or come to your club. And yeah. so we've got uh, this really cool queen. She is she's from Paris and there's a club there that started their own kind of version of black girl magic. Called, and it's, I think it's called black excellence, uh-huh. but um, she's there, but I think she's about 16 years old. And she's wow. her, her makeup and her style is so really cool. And I've been a fan. And so to be able to, have her involved of something of mine is really a treat. So it's uh, going to be good.
0: That's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. There's this time where we have to use this as the only means of uh, communication, essentially. But I think the great thing about it is that we're all getting comfortable working with different tools and also presenting things in a different way. So when we are out of this, because we will eventually get out of this, yeah, is that we'll have this other toolkit that we can use for things like this, for collaborations that might previously not have been possible.
2: Exactly, yeah. Because I, I would love to throw more online drag shows with people that I've been dying to work with that, you know, the geography just wasn't convenient. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, well, why do we have to be in the same room?
0: <laughs> oh, no, right, exactly. And it and, uh, definitely cuts down on travel costs.
2: Yeah, which is a big issue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. And also, you know, perhaps some kind of intermingling of the two uh, forms of entertainment. You know, perhaps there'll be some advanced live streaming stuff in a couple months that is available to make it, it, you know, to make it like a possible integration. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But, uh, you know, integration of uh, both things at a club or vice versa.
2: Yeah, I would love to, you know... Say I'm back in Chicago and I'm doing a show at Roscoe's and I have someone, you know, who sent in a video performance from Paris. That's amazing.
0: Exactly. And then it gives everyone a break.
2: Right. And I can go change while they (laughs) enjoy this brief message. (laughs) (laughs) In Chicago, we have every year for Black Girl Magic, we do a Beyonce a Beyonce theme show because obviously. <laughs> and so, but the great thing about that is we get to um, incorporate Beyonce's videos and, and her tour videos, and it gives the crowd a chance to like do a sing along and stuff like that because everybody knows every word. Sure. Uh, but it also gives us a chance to cool off, you know. <laughs>
0: and, so. and, and actually integrating a video into a live event. It doesn't uh, take away from the live performance. It's that thing of like everyone knows the video, everyone knows the song, and it's really a wonderful thing to share with other people. In a way, it's kind of like going to a movie that's a packed house and like an action movie. There's no better way to enjoy a film like that sometimes than in a big packed theater.
2: Yeah. Or when you think about movies like Rocky Horror Picture Show that people go to see every year, and it's like... We all know the thing, but let's enjoy it together. And so that's really cool.
0: Exactly. And now being able to have the uh, contact and community online is, uh, I mean, you know, we've been all connected for a long time, but I think this is this whole era is also putting in clear perspective how much we are connected anyway and how much we need to be connected. And so I think that there's yeah. a, an appreciation level for our relationships and everything that will um, stay with us after we are out of this
2: yeah, my favorite thing that I noticed once the quarantine really set in for everybody was how much more often now I'd be talking to a queen or I'd send someone a text and they would message back, how are you? How- right. You know, just... You yeah. hear it, so we have time to actually, because you say, how are you? And you usually say, I'm fine, and you move on. But now people actually have real answers for, how are you? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> right. Or like, today was not so good, or yesterday was a real bad one. But today, you know, I feel better, and, uh, you know, I got groceries or whatever. Like, some real stuff, which is is really nice. And I found for myself that I've been talking to my family more, because as we all do, we just sort of get wrapped up in whatever we're doing and you know time zones and stuff but then this whole thing puts it it very clearly to all of us that like really we can we have to make time when we're busy yeah yeah
2: Yeah. and that was that's why i'm here with my mom is because it's always when she decided to move from chicago my first thought was okay well if there's a zombie apocalypse now i have to figure out how to get (laughs) to new orleans yeah right as soon as possible and so once we knew that the travel ban was going to be coming i thought that it was only going to be for a week and so i packed a week's worth of stuff and i was like i'll go because i was like if there's if anything if there's a big bang i want to be as close to family as possible you know absolutely yeah but we've been enjoying it so far we shared a (laughs) bottle of wine today (laughs) (laughs) what kind of wine do you have a favorite kind uh it was anything that'll make you warm (laughs) it's good for
0: us So, have you done any more cooking, or have you been getting into anything uh, that you normally wouldn't? Because we talked about food a lot the last time we we taped, and we're both uh, uh, very fond of salmon. I have found that um, the joys of the salmon in the foil packet
2: oh i see what you mean yeah do yeah. you put the lemon on top when you do it,
0: it yes i love that or have it with a little bit of pasta and some like olives
2: mm-hmm. i very i love a mediterranean meal
0: yeah right me too me too so i mean I've, I've been getting into cooking a lot more because i you know didn't and also i was traveling so much which i'm glad i was able to do so much intensely or rather so intensely before this, because it also, uh, another thing it makes you do is reflect on all the things that you kind of take for granted and then yeah. you're not able to have, and again, the appreciation will, you know, hopefully remain with us. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, luckily for me, the other upside to, you know, staying with my mom is that I haven't had to cook a thing. Oh, so. that's a good point. That's a good point. Cause yeah. why,
0: like, even if, you know, you're like, you know what, I kind of want to learn how to, why bother when mom's cooking? Right, exactly. You know what I mean? I know I wouldn't be.
2: Yeah. I try to you know pretend like everything is her idea <laughs> <laughs> well
0: it's better, so, um, it's better that way it's better that way yeah yeah
2: and you know easter sunday just passed and easter is a big cooking holiday for our family so she was hell-bent on you know like making making dressing and then she made bread pudding and so you have been lots of carbs but you know it's, <laughs> all right. it's all
0: right that's all right because you're working hard and that burns off the calories you know
2: yeah you know filming these uh Drag videos in her guest room is uh, no
0: easy task. Oh, that reminds me, actually. So when you had the stuff shipped, that must have been a slight process as well, just for many reasons, because the Postal Service is really under strain right now. And I don't know what shipping carrier you used, but uh, how did you get that taken care of?
2: Oh, it was a production. So first I had to to ship my keys back to Chicago to my friends, (laughs) (laughs) which was way more expensive than you would expect. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah. And and then once they got the keys, they had to, you know, get into my apartment and then I had to video call them and kind of direct them on picking through my mess of a house <laughs> to get every to load up everything and then once they got two suitcases full and convinced me that I didn't need a third suitcase. <laughs> it was like <laughs> okay. And then they were nice enough to ship it back to me, but it was definitely a production.
0: I would imagine. Um, yeah.
2: And then anything else that I could think of that I didn't have, I just got from Amazon. Perfect. Uh, so there's been packages coming in left and
0: right. I know it's, it's a funny mixed blessing, right? With Amazon stuff being delivered because you're like, oh, I'm so glad it's here. And then, oh, I think I'm out of wipes, which I currently am. So I'm using this bleach and water concoction that I, I at first made way too strong and nearly gassed myself. Oh my gosh. And one time actually reminds me, my mom accidentally, because she's very uh, vigorous in her cleaning, accidentally mixed bleach and ammonia in the kitchen one time. Oh my God. <laughs> Kapow. Exactly. But as soon, a... as soon as she, as soon as she puts them down, she was like, oh my God. And she's like, everyone open the windows, open the windows. And she took care of it pretty quickly, but that's her level yeah. of dedication. It was going to be spotless. But uh, <laughs> also with Amazon yeah. uh, uh, now, our our expectations are Funny because I can't remember what I just ordered. It might have been like, a, oh, I finally found some like Comet brand bleach spray, mm-hmm. and, and it said like we'll get there by May fifth, and I was like, oh, thank God. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah. I'm> like- <laughs> Right. (laughs) I'm so lucky. What a country, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And really, you know, of course, because it's, you know, lest it sound like I'm complaining, yes, I am lucky, you know, and I'm fortunate to be in this circumstance I am. But the absurdity of all of it is uh, fascinating. Yeah,
2: because I'm so used to being like, if it's not here in three days, it's not worth ordering. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay, well, now guess i can make some concessions
0: <laughs> <laughs> right like we were talking also when we were talking about food about you know how much we uh, have tied into the fabric or woven into the fabric rather of our our day-to-day existence the delivery meals and all of that And it's an interesting thing to sort of recalibrate all that stuff.
2: Yeah. And what I've found is that I kind of have just like a knee jerk reaction to order food or order something on Amazon. So there was a couple like after the first week here, I kind of just needed to buy something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What did you get?
2: Um, I got some fabric because I needed backdrops for the show. I think every drag queen should come out of this with a ring light. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) At least some disco lights, maybe a fog machine. You know? <laughs> I see a lot of queens are buying projectors. I think they should invest in wig heads, and you know, like I think you know you should at least come out with one new skill that you didn't have in drag by the end of this video editing, if nothing else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the the video proficiency and streaming proficiency. It's amazing how quickly we can all adapt and learn and improve our game. Like I'm getting um, a Logitech. Uh, webcam, which I should have bought two weeks ago when I was thinking about it, because they're almost all sold out or back ordered.
2: Of course. Yeah.
0: Because also I'm going to be taping more Zoom sessions as, you know, recordings for the podcast, but then also being able to take those and use those for promo posts. So really this, again, finding um, positive things brought about by this horrible thing. That's a good thing because it's like, oh, wait, you know what? That was sitting around beforehand, but I didn't really think of that. So why don't we do that?
2: Yeah. I've been trying to, I'm trying to convince myself and I should have bought it as soon as I got here, but I've, I had the instinct to get, cause I had two male mannequins at home that I used to make clothes on because they have a long enough torso for me. Uh-huh. And I knew that, I knew that it would be too expensive to ship one from home, but I should have just ordered a new one to have here. And I was like, okay, that's like, you might as well be really moving in instead <laughs> of just staying for a month. Right. I was like, if you you're inviting a new plastic man
0: to live here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a commitment, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I've talked myself out of it, but every day I think of, I'm like, man, if I had my mannequin, I could be working on like this.
0: <laughs> so basically, yeah. I think in a couple of days you'll be ordering that.
2: Yeah, it's um, you know now that I mentioned it, it's probably the first thing I do when I get off the phone.
0: <laughs> it's just like with t-shirts or any garment, just buy it because you're going to regret it later on.
2: Yeah, exactly, and like now with the wait time for shipping being way <laughs> longer than we're used to, it's like if you don't buy it now, tomorrow it's going to be three weeks instead of one. week. <laughs> right, like, right. Yeah.
0: Uh, and also, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we didn't talk about?
2: Um, no, I mean definitely watch Black Girl Magic tomorrow, eight p.m. Central on Twitch.tv/slash Black Girl Magic Drag, and you know follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Vixens World for all your drag needs
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, i followed the exciting adventures of uh you slowly moving into the house <laughs> for good. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: It really it feels like I'm uh receding back into twenty thirteen. Like when I started drag, I was living with my mom. I was making, you know, audition tapes in her yeah. <laughs> in her in her living room and it's we're right back in the groove. It really we once we got settled, it really did just feel like so natural for us to be here because we both know this routine. <laughs>
0: It's also kind of uh, comforting in a way that we can adapt to new situations, and sometimes we think that we can't, or sometimes they can be a source of anxiety. But when forced into a position, and granted, we're both in very comfortable positions in terms of that, right? right? Yeah. But still, it's it's wildly different. But we can we can adapt and then find the the good things in there. Unless that sounds repetitive, I think it's just one of the most important things to hammer home: is the uh, potent There's a potential for doom and gloom. And it's certainly as easy as ever these days, right? In this economy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely important to find your silver lines. I know we've said that, but like, it's like this, you can look at this dark sidedly and like get wrapped up in the um, discourse, but it's like, you know, I think what we're all being blessed with is the opportunity for a reset and to yeah. reflect on some things. And, you know, we're all being given the time to kind of work on ourselves. So you got to go there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this. And I'm so excited for the show. Wednesday, 8pm on Twitch. And uh, the link will be in the bio of this, um, or rather, the episode description of this one. And thank um, you. Oh, my pleasure. And I'm really f- looking forward to seeing it.
2: Yeah, thanks. I can't wait for everybody to see. It's going to be a great show. I've already seen most of
0: it. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh, one last thing, actually, about that. I think it's interesting and and cool, and maybe other performers are doing this as well. But you know what? The pre recording thing, because I think there's the uh, knee jerk notion that it has to be live streamed, you know, quote unquote every performance but that um in terms of uh, logistics is wildly difficult in terms of uh, incorporating so many performers and like we said before uh, everyone's okay with the video you know like it's like if someone's it's, it's like someone singing to a track at a club like we get it that's sort of the situation we're in
2: right exactly and it's like if um like say if beyonce Pre-recorded her own voice and then sang it again. It's like or lip-synced to it. It's like, yeah, it's still, it's still Beyoncé. I'm <laughs> right. gonna, I'm gonna live.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, listen. Have a great rest of your night. I'm sure that you're already fully prepared for it because I know that you're very into the detail and and prep. So, um, oh yeah. What are you going to do tonight?
2: Tonight I am going to. I might play with my sewing machine a little bit, and then I'm going to, you know, watch some TV and chill. And and tomorrow while the shows airing i'll be in my sweatpants eating you know (laughs) a piece of my mom's cake and just you know like watching the show like everybody else perfect
0: perfect fantastic well you have a lovely rest of your evening and uh uh, we'll talk again soon
2: yeah thanks it was good to talk to you bye-bye
0: bye-bye